Welcome back to the Millennial African Podcast, the podcast where we learn, explore, and examine events from the perspective of the Millennial African. In our previous episodes, episodes 33 and 34, we looked at the social and economic impacts of colonization and how, you know, they have shaped the African continent. If you missed those, do catch up. They'll help paint a better picture. This is episode 35, the political impacts of colonization. Let's delve into the political realms and examine how colonial interventions have reshaped the political destinies of African countries. Now, before we go any further, let's do a brief recap. In our social impacts episode, we uncovered how colonization altered Africa's cultural diversity, its international trade networks, its religious dynamics, social stratification, architecture, and art. And in the economics impact episode, we looked at the effects that colonization had on trade networks, agricultural practices, resource riches, and overarching economic system. All right, now let's begin. Before the colonial era, Africa was a patchwork of diverse political entities, each with its own governance structures, systems of authority, and diplomatic relations. Given the size of the continent, one could imagine the different geographies presented different political situations that needed unique solutions. It's therefore critical to recognize that just as, you know, food from Northern Africa is very different to food from Southern Africa, the political systems that governed these geographical locations were also pretty different. Now, what kind of systems existed? I would say there were three broad systems. There was one, the systems for very large centralized kingdoms and empires. And then there were the political systems for centralized mid-sized kingdoms, right? And then lastly, there were the ones that governed very widely scattered chiefdoms. That's like villages and very small communities that were very far apart. These political systems were not static, but rather evolved over time due to, you know, civil wars, regional developments, and discovery of other communities. You know, wars would change political systems that were adopted by small communities as they were absorbed by much larger kingdoms and empires. One thing that was for sure was that traditional ethnic institutions highly influenced all these different kinds of political structures and vice versa. The ethnic institutions such as lineage, clan, tribe, customs and beliefs were always part of the political decision making but differed to an extent based on which type of political system it was, that is whether the large ones, medium sized or scattered chiefdoms. For instance, the large kingdoms such as the Oyo and Ife kingdoms in Nigeria, the Asante Empire in Ghana or even the Buganda kingdoms in Uganda, in their large cities, there would be complex political structures for appointing leaders, making decisions and others. But, you know, the ultimate decisions were usually made by the kings and queens. However, in, you know, the small villages that were hundreds of kilometers from these cities, the heads of kingdoms would allow the villagers to make decisions based on you know, ethnic values and only intercede if the villagers couldn't come to a consensus. So basically the community members based on their ethnic and tribal beliefs would use that as guidelines to make political decisions. You know, it would be great to look at the advantages and disadvantages of such political systems, but that it's probably a conversation for another day. Now to better understand the impacts of colonization on these political structures, let's look at impacts pre-colonization, during colonization, and post-colonization. Unlike the social and economic characteristics that we looked at, political structures are dynamic and always changing. So I will be talking about different characteristics in these three periods. So for pre-colonization, what 
characteristics are we looking at? We are looking at governance, diversities, diplomatic relations, and indigenous legal systems. So governance, diversity. From the decentralized tribal councils to the elaborate empires, most African political landscapes was characterized by a very rich tapestry of structures. Like my earlier example, many regions had systems that reflected a balance between, you know, the centralized authorities and the local and the autonomy of the local communities, making sure that their ethnic beliefs influenced them. The next one, diplomatic relations. Interactions between African states were often characterized by diplomacy, alliances and trade agreements. These relationships were integral to maintaining stability and fostering economic prosperity for the different communities or empires and kingdoms involved. Empires weren't always warring with each other. There were also diplomatic and trade relations as well. You don't want to be fighting with your neighbor all the time. Even if they were fighting with their neighbors all the time, there are currently countries in, in the 21st centuries that are still warring with their neighbors. Politics, I guess, will always be politics. Indigenous legal systems. Well-established legal systems existed that governed various aspects of societies. Like many other decision-making processes, legal systems were deeply rooted in local customs, traditions, and communal values. One could argue about the disadvantages and disadvantages of these legal systems as well, but the point I'm trying to make here is that they existed and, then they, were, and they were used by the people. Indeed, water has no enemy. So if you've made it this far, can you consider sharing the episode, you know, to somebody on your Instagram or WhatsApp or your iMessage? I would really appreciate that. And I hope you are learning a thing or two. If you have any feedback, just send them to me as always at Aquabating on Instagram. All right, now back to the episode. Now, what happened during colonization? You know, Past the 19th century and the scramble for Africa, and that brought with it entirely new political structures. So let's look at how that influenced these African colonies. The first would be arbitrary borders. Colonial powers drew borders with little regard for existing ethnic, cultural, or linguistic distinctions. These arbitrary divisions led to the creation of artificial nations, sparking tensions and conflicts that persist to this day. These borders were mostly drawn with regards to resources and which European states were in control of geographical spaces. The next is imposed governance. Colonial powers imposed their own governance structures favoring indirect rule in some region and direct rule in others. This led to the dismantling and erosion of indigenous systems, often replacing them with systems designed to serve the interests of colonizers. For instance, uh, British governors in the British territories, British colonies would directly rule the cities that they used as the head of the government. For towns and villages far away, they would usually outsource governance to companies and sometimes mercenaries. The next characteristic that colonization brought was, you know, the divide and rule tactics. Colonial powers frequently employed divide and rule tactics that exploited existing ethnic and tribal differences to maintain control. This manipulation sowed seeds of discord that have lingered and are currently present in, you know, post-colonial politics. Now, let's look at the political landscape post-colonization. Here are some of the characteristics. 1. Persistent ethnic tensions. The arbitrary borders and the divisive colonial policies have contributed to, you know, enduring ethnic tensions in some African countries. These tensions have often manifested in political struggles, um, conflicts and civil wars, a lack of unity between people, and the inability to make to make developmental progress. 
fragile institutions. Many African nations inherited fragile political institutions. These institutions were ill-suited for the complexities of the post-colonial governance. Mind you, the structures and institutions that colonizers built were not meant to be taken over by the colonized. We often wrongly assume that these systems were designed that way. These institutions are fragile and they have resulted in political instability and challenges in building robust democratic systems and structures. The last but not the least is external influence. Post-colonial Africa has seen external actors exerting influence often you know, complicating domestic political landscapes. International interests and interventions continue to shape the trajectories of independent African nations. These external actors, their influences are not just for political reasons, but for economic as well, you know, in order to get access to resources and some developmental contracts. And their efforts or influences hardly ever consider the interests of the African citizens. As we reflect on the political impacts of colonization, it becomes evident that the actions of the past are influencing the present and will probably decide the future if drastic changes aren't made. As millennial Africans, understanding these intricacies of present Africa shaped by you know, the colonial legacy are essential for us to understanding the challenges and opportunities that we face. Keeping this in mind, maybe one of you guys will lead an independent African state one day. It would be great to know and understand how colonization continues to influence the country that you might lead. You know, just throwing that out there, this, this probably me starting to convince one of you to become president one day. All right, guys. So like always, um, like, subscribe, share if you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any feedback, reach out to me at Aquabating on Instagram or just search for Millennial African Podcast. My social media game has always sucked. That's why I never really post anything, but you can always reach out to me in the DMs if there's anything you want me to cover, anything you want me to talk about. I will talk to you again in the next episode.